everybody. Another beautiful day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Um, good to be on here again. Bring you on another another message tonight. Um, and I uh, hope you'll get something out of it. <clears throat> I'm going to start in, in uh, the book of Titus, uh, chapter 2. The book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 13 through 14. And um, why don't you turn in there if you have your Bibles. But anyways... Um, I thank God for another beautiful day and everything and um, keeping His hand of protection upon me and my family and keeping us all safe. And I hope all, I hope every one of y'all out there is um, doing good and that God has protected y'all and came through you for you today on circumstances and situations that you might be facing in your life. Um, you know, if, if He hasn't moved for you yet, just keep your eyes on Him. Keep looking toward, keep looking to Him um, because, you know, just be patient with Him. You know, God to move in His. He's got to move in His time. I just keep that in mind. But I thank God for another, like I said, for another opportunity to get on here and, and to bring a message forth that He's put upon my heart and that He's given me to share with y'all and everything. And um, hope it blesses y'all. But like I said, in the Book of Titus, chapter two, verses thirteen through fourteen, it says, "Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the Lord." Of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave him who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Let's pray before I get started. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for another opportunity, Lord, to, to teach your word, Lord Jesus. And God, I ask you, Lord, to to help me, Lord Jesus, to bring forth the this message the way that you revealed it to me, God. Lord, speak through me, Lord Jesus. Let this be you, not me, Lord God. Give me the words to say that it go forth and, and touch each and every person that watches this, God. And Lord, if there's any sick or any hurting in their bodies out there, Lord, that watches this, God, I ask you, Lord, to touch them and move on their bodies, Lord Jesus, and heal them with your miracle-working power, Lord Jesus. Heal their sicknesses, God, and heal their burdens, Lord. Carry their burdens for them, Lord Jesus, and move, Lord, in all circumstances, situations, and every need. God, I thank you and I praise you for it, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Looking for that blessed hope. <clears throat> the title of my message tonight is One Year Closer. And the reason I call it One Year Closer is because we just left 2023 and came into the year 2024. And one thing to always keep in mind that every time a new year comes forth, that brings us one more year closer to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's something we're supposed to be looking for. That's something we should be hoping for. Something we should be watching for always. And lifting each other up in, in those words and, ble- and helping each other. In the book of Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 18 says, Therefore comfort one another with these words. And the two verses before that it was speaking of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he comes and redeems us back to himself and takes us over into glory to forever be with the Lord. And those are words that we're supposed to comfort one another with, with not, not treat, you know, not, um, argue about it and dispute whatever day, you know, when the Lord's coming back or whatever. We're not supposed to argue about that. We're not supposed to, to dispute on those things. We're supposed to comfort one another with those words. And if we can't comfort one another with these words, that with those words about Jesus coming back, then what do we have that we can comfort them with? Tell them we're going to, you know, that, that it's going to be a, a life of, of hell until they, you know, until they die and get put six feet under in the ground. I mean, that's not comforting words. We're supposed to be comforting one another 
about Jesus coming back and taking us to be back with Him and to, to take us over into a new home and a new, and a new heaven and all those wonderful things. But you see, coming into 2024, we just left 2023. And everything that happened back in 2023, we need to leave behind us and look forward to the, the good things coming in 2024. If you got lost loved ones, look forward to them being saved and being coming in and Jesus bringing them in and saving their souls and bringing them into the kingdom of heaven. Look forward to those things. Look forward to the good things. Look for... For God to move in your situations and in your circumstances and anticipate it and look forward to it happening. And don't look back at the old things and the bad things that's happened. Look towards the good things that's coming. Whether you know, whether it be something that happens in this life for you today here, you know, here and, and wherever you live at, if you live in Okeechobee, well if it happens here in Okeechobee this year, that's wonderful. But if it doesn't, then look forward to, to, to happening, you know, when you when you step over into glory. Look forward to Jesus might come this year. You know, we got to look for those things. We have to watch out because I'm going to tell you something. The way things are lining up out there in the world, I mean, you can look all around you at everything that's going on. You can see that we are coming. We are rapidly approaching the end times. Because listen to me. The Bible says that in the last days, God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. But He also says that knowledge will increase and men shall be traveling to and fro all throughout the world. You know, and the way the technology has gotten just within the past 50 years, just within the past 50 years, the things that I have seen from when I was in high school up till now, the things that has taken place and the 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 way technology has increased. Uh, So that's 40 years since I was in high school. So looking at since I was in high school 40 years ago, and how how far it has come since then technology has rapidly increased in the earth and it's bringing us to the to the time of the knowledge of the beast and when i say the knowledge of the beast that means the knowledge of the mark of the beast and the system of the beast and the system of the antichrist that he's going to use to to rule the world so for the seven years but in looking at all of that and looking at the things how it's lining up wars and rumors of wars pestilence earthquakes in diverse places, all these things happening, and distress amongst the nations with a perplexity, meaning you don't know the reason why all this distress is happening. You don't know why these different things are happening because it's just so much happening all throughout the world all at one time, and it's it's just it's coming. We're rapidly approaching the time of the end, whether you want to believe that or not. But if you look around you outside and you watch the news and you look at the news and look at the different things that's going on all throughout the world, you will see that what I'm telling you is the truth. There's signs in the heavens and signs in the earth, signs in the stars and all around us, everywhere we look, things that's going on, which I'm going to get to that in a minute. But you see, our blessed hope is the fact that Jesus is coming back and he's going to take us into heaven to be with him. He's going to take us into a new earth, a new heaven, a new kingdom. And see, we are now one year closer to that happening and one year closer to the day of the coming of the Lord. And see, that's something we had to look forward to, that blessed hope. You have all kinds of things to look forward to, to hope for. You know, like I said earlier about your loved ones being saved in this year. Look, look for your loved ones to be saved and be brought into the kingdom of heaven. And, and look at, look at, um, things that you need, spiritual needs or, or needs in your body or whatever it may be. You know, a miracle that you need to have, have happen in your life. Look forward to that to happen. That's a blessed hope. But our main blessed hope from what it says right here is the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus. The great God, our God, our Lord and Savior, the one that died on the cross and hung for us to redeem us back to Him. He shed all of His blood out 
for us to redeem us back to Him, to make us, to make a way to where we can get to where we can be where He is at. You see, that's something we have to look forward to, regardless of what's going on out there. See, a sinner doesn't have nothing to look forward to. The back, the people that's lost and that's not that's not living for God, they don't have nothing to look forward to. But you see, that's where we need to witness to them and tell them that they ha- they do have a hope. They have a hope in Jesus, and to tell them about Him and tell them about God and introduce them to to Jesus. Introduce them to the one that saved us. You see, that's what we need to be doing. And that's a blessed hope and comforting one another with these words. You also comfort the sinner and let him know, hey, there's a better day coming. All you have to do is just turn your life around and look to Jesus and ask him to forgive you of your sins and, and surrender yourself to the Lord. And he will save you and take you over into the new kingdom that's coming. Because all this is going to pass away. Everything that we see around us out here in this world is going to pass away eventually. It's all going to be gone. and There's going to be a new kingdom and a new, a new heaven and a new earth set up that's not going to be that's not going to be uh, messed up with sin. That's going to be it's going to be totally righteous, a righteous world, a world that's without sin and without blemish and without spot. That's what we got to look forward to. We got to look forward to that, not not um, look forward to just dying and and nothing else happening like some people believe. Some people believe that we're going to come back to this world as a as an animal or come back to this world as somebody else. Why would you want to come back to this world once you leave it? Because once you leave here, you're going to be standing before God to be absent of the body. To be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. So when you die, whether you whether you die or whether we, we go up and the church goes up, either way, when you die and you slip out of this life, you're going to step stand before God. Either, either, either righteous, saved by His blood, with all your sins covered by His blood, or you're going to be you know, going somewhere where you, you don't want to be. So it's one or the other. But either way, to be absent, absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. Not coming back here as something else. Not coming back here as a cow. Not coming back here as a, as a, um, you know, whatever some of these people believe. And there's a lot of crazy stuff out there that, that people believe. But we're, come, we're when we leave here, we're going to be with the Lord. And then when all this world here passes away and gets wiped away with the fervent heat, and then it, all things are going to become new. It's going to be a new heaven, a new earth set up. We're going to come back and reign with the, and, and you know, have uh, dominion over the earth like Adam and Eve did in the garden before before they fell from grace, before they ate of the forbidden fruit and sinned against God. Now, having said all that, it says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave, who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. See, like I said a minute ago, he, he redeemed us back to Him. He redeemed us from all iniquity by, by dying upon the cross for us. He came to this earth and He died on the cross for our sins to redeem us back to Him. If He wouldn't have done that, then we would, there would be no hope for us to be redeemed back to Him. But because He did that for us, His precious blood that He shed is the blood that was worthy enough to cover all, of, all sins from the beginning to the end. Of all man, all the man's iniquity from the beginning to the end, and see, we, we, one day we're going to see him. One day we're going to see the one. We're going to see Jesus, the one that hung on that cross for us. One day we're going to be able to, to look upon his face and see the one that did that for us. And how awesome is that going to be? See, that's something we need to look forward to. We need to look forward to one day we're going to be able to meet the one that died on the cross for us. We're going to be able to stand before God Himself and say, Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Thank you, God, 
for saving me. Thank you for doing what you did. Because if you wouldn't have done what you did, then I would have never been able to stand here before you. One day we're going to be able to tell him that. See, that's something we have to look forward to. Without having that to look forward to, what do we have to look forward to? I mean, think about it. Look forward to having something here on this earth. The way the world's going, we ain't, we're not going to have anything. It's, everything's going to all be burned up. Everything's going to be t- t- destroyed. I mean, there's nothing here. There's nothing left here for us. Our 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 hope should be, and one day standing before Jesus in a new kingdom and a new earth. That's what we got to look forward to. Not what not what's happening here. What's happened here has got to happen. It's got to take place. I'm looking over in Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 4. You see, I told you a minute ago that the day and time that we're living in is the last days. And this is one verse here that I'm going to show you that will show you this. It says, knowing this first, right? Knowing this first. That's what Paul, what Peter is saying here. Knowing this first. Before anything else, know this is what he's saying. In other words, grasp what I'm telling you. In other words, take heed to what I'm mentioning here is what he's saying. That there shall come in the last days scoffers. What's the last days? It wasn't Peter's day. And it wasn't just a few years from Peter's day. What he's referring to is the future time, which is the time that we're living in now. Because if you look at everything that is happening nowadays, today, in our time, and look and see what he is saying here, then you'll see that he's referring to the time that we're living in. You see, knowing what the Bible says and and everything, it takes... it really puts a lot of emphasis on what people are saying and what people are talking about. When somebody gets on on uh, um, anywhere, whether it's on Facebook or whether it's on YouTube or whether it's in a, from a church pulpit, if they don't know what the Word says and they try to get on there and explain something, and then they don't explain it correctly. But instead, if you know what the Word says and you read it from the Word and I can show you in the Word what I'm telling you, then you can see that I'm telling you the truth and what the Word says. So knowing... This verse, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. In other words, what they're doing is they're doing this for their own, to, to suffice themselves. And a lot of them are doing it just to get money. A lot of people that gets on YouTube, um, they get on there and they put videos up. And, and I've seen this over the past four years, okay? And I'm not going to emphasize a whole lot on this, but I will tell you and that there are videos on YouTube now that a lot of people put up over the past four years where they got on there and told all these things and everything that was going to happen and I'm not going to refer to what it was because it, it might get my video taken down. But anyways, they get on there and they tell these all these different things and they get all these people watching them, thousands and thousands of viewers. But you see, what, what you don't realize is every time you hit on one of those videos and watch it, you are causing them to gain money from it because they make money off of the amount of subscribers and amount of views that they make. So they're getting on there to, to, to suffice their own lust. They're wanting money. So they get on there and they put all these videos up telling all these people things. All right, That really sounds good, sounds awesome, gets people all enticed and tied up and, and brought into it. And to all these lies and all this false stuff to where they're, they're, they're giving people a false hope. But in the process, in the same process of doing that, they are making money for themselves by doing so. And that's scoffers. All right. Walking after their own lust. And here's what some of them say. says, and saying, where is the promise of His coming? Where is the promise? It's saying, our fathers have, since our fathers have fallen asleep, the world's still the same. None of this has happened. Right? That's what they're saying. It says here, 
For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. All right. So they're saying from the beginning of the creation. All right. When when the, when everything was created, the earth and everything was set into motion. The solar the universe was set into you know set into motion. Everything, all stuff took place. All right. The earth was all set up. Adam was created. Was formed by the hand of God, placed in the garden, and then Eve. God formed Eve and made Eve, and then they ate of the fruit. You see, now here's the thing. They say since the beginning of creation, all things have been the same. Well, when they ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, when they did that, everything changed, right? So that right there just blows their theology right out of the water by saying that it changed then, that day. It changed. From that day forth, everything began to die. The earth began to, to age and die after that. And, uh, and so on and so forth, on down to where the flood came. Noah built the ark to save him and his sons and their wives so they could start you know, civilization all over again after the water receded. See, once again, everything changed. It's not as the same as what, as what it was from the creation. What they are saying, they're saying that this word of God right here is not true. Right? They're saying that what this says is not true because all things was as it were since the beginning of creation. So they're basically scoffing at the word of God, saying the word of God is not true. Right? Now let's now look. It says all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. And then in verse five it says, For this, for this, because of this, what they say, they willingly are ignorant of what the word of God or that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water, perished. So in other words, what, God, what Peter is saying here, they failed to realize that in the Word of God that the flood came and the whole world perished. And that happened after 2,000 years. And another 2,000 years later, Jesus came. God came to, to the earth, manifested in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us, right? And died on the cross for our sins. That happened 2,000 years later. Now we are approaching the end of the next 2,000 years, Right? which is coming very close, very near future. And <clears throat> looking at that, the time that we are in, the time that we are coming upon, is to show us that we are in the last days. Now, having said all that, I want to show you something here. In verses 8 through 14, it said, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is, is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Right? So that means we're on the sixth day. We're living in the sixth day right now. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. This is something I want you to catch. Now see, they're saying, where is this promise of Jesus coming back? Right? They're saying, well, where is it? Why, why has He not come back yet? You know, this was supposed to have happened a long time ago, but it hasn't happened yet. Why? What, what's going on? Well, verse 9 explains what's happening. It explains why He hasn't come back just yet. Right? says, the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness. The scoffers saying, you know, where is this promise? But is long-suffering to usward. Meaning, He's long-suffering towards us. He's long-suffering towards mankind. Why is He long-suffering? What is He long-suffering for? What is He waiting on? Is what you could say. Not willing that any should perish. In other words, He doesn't want anyone to perish. God don't want us to, to 
not surrender to Him and, and to die and go to hell. God don't want us to do that. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He loves us that much. He loves mankind that much. His creation, He loves that much. He doesn't want us to, to die and go to hell. He doesn't want us to perish. He wants us to turn to Him and say, Lord, forgive me, Jesus, and surrender ourselves to Him because He's got a better thing for us. You see, and that, that's what He's wanting. He, he's long-suffering and waiting for our loved ones to come in. He's long-suffering and waiting for those out there that, that don't want to surrender to Him. Hope and reaching, He's reaching to them and tugging at their heart and dealing with them, wanting them to turn to Him, wanting them to surrender to Him. That's what He wants. He, he doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He wants us all to be saved. But that all should come to repentance. See, he says, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, that doesn't mean like some people say. I've heard some people say that all man's going to be saved in the end before it's all said and done. No, there's going to be people out there that refuses to surrender to God because they don't want nothing to do with God. There's people out there like that that does not want to surrender. So not everyone is going to be saved. But God wants everyone to come to Him. He wants everyone to be saved. He doesn't want any of anybody to, to perish. But this keep in mind. It says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that, there, that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought we to be? Ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for that, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall, dissolve, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, here's what I want you to catch. Wherefore, wherefore beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. You see, we got to make sure that we are without spot and blameless because we don't want to be caught unawares. We don't want to be found sleeping when Jesus returns. We always want to be ready. We always need to be prayed up and make sure that our hearts are right. Make sure that our garments are spotless and clean. Make sure that like the bridegroom, the bride waiting for the bridegroom prepares herself and, and makes sure her robes are white. Make sure her robes are without stain, without spot, without blemish. Make sure everything is correct. Make sure her hair is her hair is just right. Make sure that her, her entire clothing and every, every piece of garment on herself is in the perfect spot so that when the groom shows up and takes and receives, receives her unto himself that she is ready, not, not got something different, you know, not um, dressed, doesn't have her dress on when the bridegroom shows, doesn't have her hair fixed when the bridegroom shows. No, the bride needs to make sure that she is fully prepared so that when he shows up that she is ready to go. And see what I was saying about from 2023, stepping over into 2024, now we need to make sure that we are, that our garments are spotless. Make sure that we're ready. We need to make sure that we're prayed up. Make sure, because I hear the sound of the bridegroom coming. It's being, come on, it's being shouted out. You can look around you and see in the world today that we are that much closer to the coming of our Lord, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I can look around and see the world, every nation is against each other right now. Nobody wants to get along with nobody. Everybody's at each other's throats. Just, we are on the brink and on the, on the edge of world war going on right now, whether you want to see it or not. 
look around you and you can see that everything is in turmoil right now and it's getting worse. I could tell, I could sit here and tell you that there's a famine coming because there's a food shortage fixing to happen because of the things that's happened this, just last year in 2023 that's happened to the breadbasket of the United States, which is actually the breadbasket of the entire world. See, a lot of the world, a lot of the world has gotten rich off of the United States. The things that the United States has done all around the world has gotten rich off of her. But if this nation falls, come on, if this nation collapses in on itself, the whole world is going to suffer from it. And that's a, that's what we're headed to right now. If things doesn't change, we're, this world is in trouble. This country's in trouble. Things are coming, and it's coming upon us very rapidly. So that tells me that we are that much closer to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Whether you want to see it or not, but if you open your eyes and look around you, ask God to reveal it and show it to you, you will see what I'm telling you about, what I'm talking about tonight, and you'll see that it's true. But you see, like I was saying, it's one year closer to the coming of the Lord. One year closer to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because of the way things are going. If you look over in the book of Luke, in the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 24 through 28, I'm going to show you what I was what I was talking about, what I was referring to. If you read this entire chapter here, you will see that this is referring to the end times. But something I want to show you, in verse 24, speaking of the Jews, or the, speaking of Israel, all right, in the Hebrew nation, and if you look at what happened in 1942, or the before 1942, everything that took place with Hitler and, the, and the, the, all the Jewish people and what he did, during that time, the Israel, Israel was treading down by the Gentiles. It was treading by the Gentiles, anybody that is not of, of a Hebrew, um, anybody that is not a Jew, anybody that is not from, from Israel, that's not Hebrew descendant. He, descendant was the word I was looking for. But anyways, that, those are the Gentiles. Well, Palestine and the Philistines and all that, or not the Philistines, but the Palestinians were in Israel and they had the nation and everything and, and all those other nations surrounding Israel had that country until the country was given back to the, to the Israelites, given back to the Jewish people. But when that country was given back to the Jewish people, then <clears throat> that started something and began something happening and taking place. Right here in verse 24, it speaks to that. It says, and they, sh and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So right now we are on the, on the, that, that time when the time of the Gentiles is being fulfilled. It's, it's being, in other words, we're on the running, we're coming close to the end of the church age to the time of the Gentiles and it's going to turn back to the Jews. For the last seven years, for the last week that's spoken of in, in the book of Daniel. Now, and looking at that, <clears throat> the very next verse says, and looking at today, all right, looking at the time that we're living in today, says, and there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Now I'm going to pause right here for a minute. It says and and there shall be signs in the sun. Alright, signs in the sun. They're having spots in the sun right now that are turning black. Of course, you can't look at the sun with your bare eye and see these things. You have to look through, it, through a special telescope to see these things that's taking place. But there are spots in the sun where the sun is turning black in certain areas. 
and then it'll start getting you know getting red again. But there's all this activity that's going on in the sun. There's huge solar flares that's blasting off, and there was one that just blasted off on the opposite side of the sun, where if the Earth would have been over there in that area, it would have it would have burnt the entire face of the Earth that was facing the sun at that time. That the, that solar flare was so huge and so big that was, that was happening. So in, in looking at that, the, the different things that's going on with the sun is one of the signs. One of the signs that's in the heavens that, that we should be watching, that we're seeing. And then the moon. We've had a lot of solar eclipses in the past few years than what we've had in a while that I can remember. A lot of, uh, you know, so, a lot of eclipses with the moon and stuff. And the moon turning blood, turning blood red. And, and uh, you know, and the moon's real huge sometimes. If you look up in the sky, it looks when it's coming up on the eastern horizon, I mean, it's huge. It's massive. And looking and just seeing those different things that's taking place, and the signs in the stars, you know the the uh, asteroids that's coming our way and different things that's going on, and the, the comets, and a lot of activity out there in the stars and stuff that's going on that's taking place. Black holes getting bigger and, and all these things out there that's going on. See these things; these are things you need to pay attention to, things that you need to watch out for, because these are signs that's showing us that it's coming to, that it's coming upon us that the time of the Lord's coming. And upon the earth, distress of nations. Right now, the nations, like I was saying a little while ago, there's distress amongst the nations. Or, you know, um, nobody wants to get along with anybody. Everybody's got a problem, and all these different things that's going on. There's a lot of threats of, of war, threats of uh, nuclear attacks, and threats, you know, threats from all these nations saying that they're going to do this and saying they're going to do that, and all these different things that's going on, and um, and Russia invading the Ukraine, and and all this stuff is all lining up. It's all setting up. It's all pointing towards one thing. It's when these nations all surround Israel. All right? and, and that's another passage of Scripture. I'm not sure if it's one I'm going to read. But when you see all the nations surrounding Israel, then know your time is, your time is, is coming. Know that it, it's coming up to, to the last days. And the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for the fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Now, this isn't necessarily referring to something coming from outer space onto the earth. This is also referring to the economic collapse of this nation that's coming and what's fixing to take place. People's men's hearts can be failing them for, for what's coming on just on this nation in itself, just on the United States. A lot of people are, I mean, they're going to be dying of heart attacks because of uh, they're going to lose everything they have. They're going to lose everything that they got. And all because of, of just stuff that's taking place and the greed of mankind. And everything that's coming. This is, I mean, it's coming on upon us quick, coming upon us very rapidly. A lot of people don't see this. A lot of people believe what I was saying earlier about the lies and junk that's on YouTube where everybody making promises, oh, the, the world's going to get, going to be great. Everything's going to, going to fix itself. You know, and these people's got solutions. These people's got answers. But when I look at things and I see the stuff that I've seen happen just in the past few years, I see some stuff that, that it's going to take God Himself to correct because it's done gone too far. They pushed it too far. And that's something you got to think about if you if you um, you know if you're playing a game with something and it and it's either stop and survive or keep going and see just how close you can come to dying. That's more or less what is happening right now. They are pushing it to the if they go so far with it, then there's no return. They're at the point right now, a good, a good explanation of it. If you get close to a black hole and you, there's a line, there's a threshold to where if you go past that line or past that threshold, 
you get to the point to where it's, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it, um, Event Horizon. Okay, that Event Horizon, that means once you, once you pass that certain point, then you're going to get sucked into it and there's no hope, there's no way to come out of it. And that's what's happening right now, but they are beyond, they've done pushed it, my personal opinion, they've done pushed it beyond that because of things that I see happening. I mean, you got, what, 600, 6 billion people, 600 billion people on the earth that, you know, it's just, it's, <laughs> we're in trouble. This nation's in trouble. The world's in trouble. And their only hope is the Lord. The only hope is God. And that's it. <clears throat> their only hope is Jesus. But you see, it says, and men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. In other words, the powers of heaven shall be shaken and, and <clears throat> things that can shake the heavens as a, a massive volcano erupting can shake the heavens because of the, the uh, um, all the cloud and smoke and soot that gets pushed up into the atmosphere. Um, that can shake the, the heavens and also um, asteroids coming on the earth, a uh, comet coming by too too close, a uh, nuclear, nuclear blast, nuclear holocaust can cause it, um, can cause shaking of the heavens. There's so many different things that can happen. And I, <clears throat> I believe um, that that is rapidly approaching as well. <clears throat> and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. What that is referring to is when Jesus steps out on the cloud, which is First Thessalonians chapter four, verses sixteen through eighteen. Verses sixteen and seventeen says that when he steps out on the clouds, and the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those are those who are alive and remain shall be caught up to, to meet him in the air. Thus we will shall be forever with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. That's what that's referring to, is when the Son of Man coming on in a cloud of power and great glory. <clears throat> when we begin to see these things come to pass, and like I say, when we begin to see these things come to pass, then we need to start looking up. One of the things that happened was when, when Israel became a nation again in 1942. The Bible says that generation that has witnessed that shall not, pa shall not pass away before all these things are fulfilled. Right now, we got people that seen that, people that witnessed that, people that were alive in those days, which are coming into their 70s and 80s and 90 year old. So this that time is rapidly approaching us, where we are fixing to see the coming of the Lord, because that these things shall that, that generation shall not pass away before these things come to pass. So we need to be looking up, lifting up our heads and watching, because our redemption is drawing nigh. What's our redemption? Our redemption is Jesus coming back. To take and receive us back to himself because he paid the redeeming price for us with his blood when he died upon the cross. So that's our redemption. Our redemption is in Jesus Christ because he redeemed us. <clears throat> then it talks about the fig tree. When, when the fig tree, <clears throat> behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now, is now nigh at hand. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is at hand. When you see these things come to pass, it's like looking at a tree. When you see that tree begin to bloom, then you know summer is nigh. When you see these things begin to take place, when you see it, it beginning to, to bear the fruit hanging on the limbs, then you know that eventually that fruit's going to get to where it's, it's to where it's ripe and ready to eat, and you can pluck it off and eat it. 
So you see these things begin to happen. So in seeing these things that's taking place in the world today, then we can look at that and know that our redemption is drawing nigh. Right here in verse 32 says, Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourself, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with fighting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that they, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on you, shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth, of the whole earth. See a snare. What that means is when you, when there's a snare in front of you, it's hidden to where you can't see it until you step on it. And when you step on that snare, then that snare catches you and snatches you up. And <clears throat> that's what that's referring to. No man knows the day or the hour. I'm not telling you tonight that Jesus is going to come back in 2024. Don't take don't take me wrong on that. Don't um, don't say that I'm setting a date. What I am saying is, as we step out of 2000, 2023 a few weeks ago and stepped over into 2024, okay, we came one year closer to Jesus coming back. Whether it's going to be 2024, whether it's going to be 2025, 2026, 2027, I can't tell you that. But I can tell you that we are one year closer to that. One year closer to the Lord coming back is what I'm saying. So what am I, when I, with me saying that, does that mean that we need to just go out and do whatever we want to until, until um, the last minute? No, you don't know when He's coming back. You have to be prayed up. You have to be ready at all times. Because we are being one year closer means it's even closer upon us than it was last year. But we need, either way, we need to be prayed of and make sure that we're living right, make sure that we're ready to go so when He does step on that cloud and blast that trumpet sound, come on, and then we know, we hear that sound, and we'll look up and see Him as He is because we will be made like Him to where when we, that's, we can see Him. We'll be made like Him and be taken to be with Him forever. Never once, never again to have to worry about pain or or worry about sickness, or worry about any of that, or worry about dying, because we're going to be made like God, like Jesus. We're going to have an eternal body that's going to live forever, and we're ever going, forever going to be with the Lord. That's what I'm telling you tonight: is be ready, be prayed up, make sure that you're ready to go. Make sure that that when He does step out there and call us home, that you're ready to go, that you're not going to be left behind, that you're not going to be left here to have to deal with what's coming after that, because it's going to be a horrible time to have to, to deal with after that, after Jesus takes the church out of here now let me show you something it says for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth the whole earth and in verse 36 says watch ye therefore in other words watch pay attention blessed are those that watch because those are the ones that shall see the lord when he comes back we need to be watching for that we need to be looking for it we need to be ready and always watching and always ready to, to always be ready because he's even at the door he's, he's i believe he's at the door i believe he's ready to come Watch ye therefore, and pray always. Pray always. Always praying. Pray always means praying all the time. It means that you're praying. The reason why is that you may be accounted worthy. See, you're praying, not praying to be accounted worthy to escape these things, but you're praying so that you will be counted worthy. In other words, when Jesus steps out there on the cloud and He calls the church out of here, then you're ready because you're prayed up. Because you got your garments spotless, you you got your 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 bride, you got get your um, the bridegrooms come back after the bride, so you've made yourself ready. You got your hair right, you got your your robes white, washed with the blood of the lamb, ready to go. 
that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. That you prayed, you made yourself ready. You got your garments on. You're ready to go. So when Jesus does come back, then you're ready to go. You have to be ready. You have to make sure that you're ready. We're one year closer to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Like I was saying earlier, whether it's this year, next year, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we're one year closer, so we need to be ready because we don't know what hour He's coming back. No man knows the day or the hour, but we can tell by the signs of the times that we know the seasons that we're living in. And in looking at all the things that's being fulfilled around us, prophecy from the Bible being fulfilled all around us, then we know that we are in that time. There's false prophets running around um, leading people astray with false doctrines and all these different things going on all throughout the earth, um, allowing uh, abominations in the pulpit. Um, I'm not going to go into all that detail on that because for certain reasons, but um, just things that you can see all around us in the world today. There's so much junk out there right now that that um, God had to raise Sodom and Gomorrah up and, and apologize to him if you don't do something about it. Um, if you know what I'm saying, it's 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 getting terrible. It's getting bad. And looking at all these things that's going on around us, we know that we are living in the time of the end. And we're rapidly approaching the coming of our Lord, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And in looking at that, the wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and, and famines and earthquakes in diverse places all over the world, all around us, looking at everything that's going on and looking at everybody hating Israel and everybody, none of the nations are getting along with each other. All the nations are... Um, or at each other's throat with a perplexity that shows us that we are living in the time of, of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to be ready. We need to be prayed up. Make sure that we're ready to go. Make sure we got our robes white. Make sure we got our lamps trimmed and full of oil. Because of the call of the bridegroom's coming has been sounded. The, the very next chapter, or chapter 24 of Matthew, the very next chapter, Matthew 25, speaks of the ten virgins that they heard the bridegroom was coming and they woke up from their sleep and from their slumber and they trimmed their lamps and made sure they were full. Half of them didn't have enough oil in their lamps and they had to go to the buyers to find the oil. They wasn't ready. They wasn't prepared. We need to make sure that we're prepared, make sure that we're ready, make sure that our robes are spotless and without blemish so when Jesus does come back, we're ready to go. We're, we're all dressed in our white robes and all of our sins covered with the blood of Jesus and that we're ready to go. And, um, I hope you enjoyed this tonight and, um, and everything. If you enjoyed it, if you got anything out of it, if you think it will help somebody, I ask you to share it help me get the word out. And, uh, thank you for watching. And, and if you haven't subscribed to my podcast, um, I have a podcast channel um, on Spotify. It's Kevin Fryer Ministries. Um, Everything. If you haven't subscribed to that, I ask you to subscribe to it. Because um, if you want to go back and listen to it, but you don't want to watch the video, you can listen to it on and, uh, on Spotify or whatever. And um, everything. But uh, thank you for watching tonight. And uh, hope y'all got something out of this. And love you and God bless.